Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, this message is going to be a little scattered. Stay with me. It'll all make sense in the end. So, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in signs and synchronicities. Um, and I've been very open and I've always said that I get messages and downloads. But I I, I try to keep my spirit open so that um, wherever the message may come from, that I'm able to receive it so that I can convey the message, right? So, I came across two videos, two videos uh, today. Because either I get either downloads from music, from... Uh, information whether I'm reading a book or it doesn't matter I like I said I try to keep my spirit open so that I can receive the message and um, one video the guy was talking about um, how people who don't like you they don't like you but for some reason they always find their way to be around you or they find a reason to be around you up under you they want to know what you're doing how you're doing it where you live what you have like they always have to find but they're secretly jealous of you and they're envious and they really hate you and then i came across a video and i'm going and i reposted this on my tiktok so head over to my tiktok uh real conversations all my platforms are under real conversations and um she said something that was interesting. She was talking about how she have some neighbors who um, were Haitian. Now, I have a Caribbean background, so follow me. So she was saying that she have some Haitian neighbors who are Christians, but, you know, somehow they got on the topic of talking about voodoo. Now, um, if you don't know what voodoo is, you know, voodoo is one of those practices, you know, every culture have, you know, their different terms of what they use uh, as witchcraft. And it depends on which side of the fence you use these practices for. Again, some people use witchcraft for good and some people use witchcraft for negative. And so she was saying that um, the Haitian family members, I mean, neighbors were Christians. However, they had neighbors who were like into voodoo and you know some people are heavy into voodoo and so she was talking about how they would uh, put salt in people's food as a way you know for their enemies and so she asked the question well why would you eat food from your enemy and they said, well, the person doesn't know that the, the people hate them or they don't like them or they're wishing, you know, bad or whatever on them. So, you know, people will bring you food and you're like, oh, thank you, being nice and being generous. And guess what? You'll eat the food. But the food obviously uh, wasn't given with good intention. And so she continued on the conversation. And so she asked, well, if the person doesn't know that the food is being tainted, um, how do they protect themselves against, you know, this evil stuff that's going on? And so they told 
you know, they said to her, well, the person has to be uh, in the spirit. The person has to, you know, uh, basically follow God. And if you are not following God, you're basically, you put yourself in a space to be open and susceptible to the evils of the world and the wrongdoings of, you know, people put these, you know, hexes and curses and, you know, they do all of these things, right? And so I have a Caribbean background and I have several family members who uh, were like really into voodoo. Like they believed in voodoo. They practice voodoo rituals. I've seen, um, you know, voodoo practices done. So I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. I, however, never believed in it. And it's ironic because as I was a kid growing up, I, I wasn't even in the church. And that's the crazy thing. I wasn't in the church. I really didn't become spiritual until I wouldn't even say spiritual. Let me correct that. I wasn't obedient until later on in my life. Because even when I was going to church every Sunday, even when I was, you know, really like, you know, in ministry and really, I, I still wasn't walking in my truth and walking in my purpose and my calling and being obedient to God's word. So follow me. So, you know, so I always, even from a child, I was like, well, if you just keep your spirit right, and if you, um, you know, did what you were supposed to do, like I always had this knowing, let me just say this. I always had this knowing that you had to keep your spirit right. And if you kept your spirit in alignment, that you wouldn't have to do all of those things to ward off evil because your spirit was in, a, in alignment. Like I said, from very early, I wasn't in church. I really wasn't, you know, walking that spiritual. Well, I probably didn't think I was walking a spiritual path. Maybe I was, you know, but you cannot be protected if you are not spiritually in alignment. So I had several instances in my life where even my mom would say, be careful who you have in your house. That's number one. Be careful who you take things from. You can see a person's face, but you can't see their heart. Um, what else she would tell me? Um, don't eat from everybody. You you can't you can't because you don't know what they put in the food. And you know when you are young, you don't really pay attention to these things. But as you get older and you experience things, all of the things that you were taught makes sense because my mother, she practiced certain voodoo rituals so you put up somebody's name in a bottle in the freezer uh you put salt in the corners of your house you put garlic all of these little rituals you know and i didn't believe in it you know the holy water just different things didn't believe in it burning candles like i burn candles but i burn candles just to like when I'm cleaning, I like my house to smell a certain way. So I burn candles. I burn incense. Yes, I do burn sage, but it's not to cast spells or anything like that on people. 
I don't I don't practice that because I don't like to manipulate energy. And when people do voodoo, they're going against the will of God. Number one, understand, follow me. They're going against the will of God and they're manipulating and casting spells on people and manipulating your energy to, to con- basically so that they can control you. And a lot of people don't realize that this is where the witchcraft comes. They wish death spells on you. They wish financial spells on you so they can block your money, block your blessings, block your love life. People who are very jealous and envious of you will find all kind of ways to bind you, put spells on you. This is that spiritual warfare. And if you've dealt with narcissists, you will begin to see that the narcissists deal and operate from a very demonic space. And I've had my share of experiences with narcissists. I've lived with several narcissists. And this is why they say you don't know anybody. You don't know somebody until you live with them. Because if you were to see them in the street, you would never know that they do the things that they do. You would never know that they're into what they're into. And I'll give you some examples, right? Um, this young lady who I used to work with, and I and I spoke about her briefly in one of my podcasts. I don't remember which one. I never let people in my house. I, I've I've just I'm just one of those energy kind of people. And I never had a good feeling about her. I never really felt like I always knew it was something with her like I just couldn't trust her and this particular day she came to the house and she was like oh you know I'm gonna come chill I'm gonna come through this and okay come over and she came to my house and another thing is she was in my bedroom when I look she's sitting on my bed she's comfortable that's a no-no for me let alone you're in my house. Now you sitting on my bed with your outside clothes on. I don't know where you've been, what you've been. All right, come on. We're going to go and chill in the back. So, you know, I ordered some pizza and, you know, we just sat out on my deck and, you know, got some air. I was just, I didn't want to be rude. I should have been rude because she didn't deserve. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there with her. But um, I just never felt right with her. And then I had like a pair of sneakers that I really wasn't wearing. So she was like, oh, those, I never see you wear those sneakers. Well, I said, oh, because I don't really like the way they feel. You know, they're not really comfortable. So she asked for the sneakers. So I gave them to her. Mind you, never seen her wear the sneakers. I don't know what she did with the sneakers. And later on, I found out that she was basically conspiring against me. She literally set me up. When I tell you, I didn't speak to that girl. I didn't, nothing. One day I'm driving and I see this number pop up on my phone. So I'm like, so she, I answer the phone like, hello. And one thing with me, I don't answer random numbers. If your name is not designated to a number, I don't know you. And I'm not answering. If it's important, leave me a message and I'll call you back. So I'm driving and it pops up. So I press the button and I'm like, hello. And she's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, who's this? I recognize the voice, but I played it off. 
so she said her name and i'm like yeah what like what happened oh no i i thought i saw you um by a bus stop me by a bus stop i drive i you you i'm not to say anything but you you won't catch me standing at no bus stop like i i don't do buses i'm i'm sorry uh you know i'm i live in a state where you need a car so for me to stand and wait for an hour 45 minutes for a bus I, i'm not doing it i'll catch an uber before you'll ever see me standing at a bus stop so i was like uh well you didn't see me at a bus stop and i said um matter of fact i'm driving let me call you back I ain't never called that girl black back. I blocked her number. What you calling me for? You done set me up. You did me dirty. And now you calling and faking like, uh, nah, mm-mm. You, you, caught, you, you caught the wrong one. You, I already figured out who and what you are. So now you want to call me and act like, like, it's all good like you checking up on me and I ain't speak to you in months I ain't speak to you in God knows how long. girl bye one thing with me once you burn that bridge just know just know you can't come back I stand on principle if I'm for you I'm for you but once you I see that you do me dirty and, I, and my gut already told me. And I ignored my gut trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I see you for who and what you are. You're done. You're done. Again. I had. Um, you know. Even though I wasn't dealing with the narcissist that I, I was dealing with. His sister. She asked me. She literally begged me to come and stay with me. I sat her down. I had a conversation with her. I told her what it was. I said, listen, the past is the past. I moved on. I'm in a new space in my life and I'm in a new place in my life. I don't have time for any of that. Whatever happened in the past, this is a new chapter. I'm moving forward. And if you can't do that, You cannot stay in my house. My house is a place of peace. My home is my sanctuary. My home is filled with love. It's filled with prayer. We are spiritual. We keep it light in here. We keep it fun. It's about love. And here she come with her narcissistic ways. Bringing nothing but chaos and drama in my house. Lies. Stealing. Having all her little episodes. Oh, honey, you gotta go. I, you gotta go. I've been through too much dealing with spiritual warfare, demonic people, deceptive people, people who just wanna come into my life and lie and use me and, and manipulate me and play these mind games. I've been there, done that. I'm very spiritual. I'm tapped in, I'm aware, I'm open. I see it before it even comes. I feel it before it comes. I know it before it comes. So I'm not gonna allow you in my garden like a snake and bite me. The narcissist that I was dealing with, 
you know, because they're very demonic. This man literally looked at me and was like, I'm trying to poison him through food. I'm like, what? Uh, what? I said, yeah, no, he's crazy. This, this, this man done lost his mind. But this is what happens when demonic people operate from that demonic space. And it wasn't until I was obedient to God's word and the things that he was revealing to me and showing me. And I thank God every day that once I became obedient, like I said, I've always been spiritually inclined. I started going to church, but I was not fully invested. I did not surrender to the will of God. And once I surrendered to the will of God, I'm telling you, God started to remove people, places, and things out of my life. I can't stress that to you enough. It's like I have a shield. I have the armor of God's protection over me and over my life. God was protecting me from things seen and unseen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because some of the things that I've witnessed from these demonic and narcissistic people who practice these voodoo practices. I'm telling you. And they hide in plain clothes. They hide in churches. They ha- And this is why a lot of people say, you know, when you start to speak this way, they think that you're crazy. You're not crazy. They just don't want to because either they're hiding it or they're not aware and they haven't been awakened to this type of spiritual warfare. I'm telling you, the narcissist that I was dealing with, he placed a rock in my hand. He placed a rock in my hand. Like to bind me, to bind my heart. Whatever binding spells he was trying to do over me. Like I said, when I was dealing with that narcissist, it seemed like everything was a fog. My finances was, was bad. My health was bad. My, my Everything in my life was just bad. I was mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically drained. Drained. No good was coming into my life. And if I did have little spurts and moments of good, it just, it's like it left just like that. Because I was attached to those demonic entities. Those people who was preying on my demise and on my downfall. That's why I don't want nothing to do with them people. Stay far away from me far away from me this man would go and I'm telling you he would go to this particular woman he would call this particular woman even his mother would call him oh go to the store and buy this and oh get that oh you need to take a bath oh you need to do a spiritual cleanse oh you need to do all of these practices all of these practices but you see You go out there and you cast these spells on people. Because I'm quite sure I'm not the only one he was doing this to. You go out there and you cast spells and you do all these demonic things to people and expect it not to fall back on you. This is why I pray. I pray heavily. Not just for myself, but I pray over my kids every day. Because their narcissistic father... I'm telling you, he would go and buy 
these little things. He would, every minute he would be, you would see him running and going buying these rosaries. You would see him go, and and you know, hey, he would have like this cross on his Bible and do all of these things. But that man was furthest from God. Very demonic. He was having one of his moments. His mother had the pastor call him. This man sat there and cried the whole time that the pastor was on the phone. As soon as the pastor hung up the phone, this man went and he sat and he was shaking like a leaf so he can go and, 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 and roll up a blunt so he could smoke and go drink and probably leave out to go lay up with one of his lustful women or men. I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm telling you, the way that those narcissists that I live with, the way I saw them, it was like something like an out-of-body experience. And if you are not in touch with God, If you do not allow God in your heart and in your life to guide you and protect you through all of that, you will succumb. You will succumb and fall prey and fall victim to all of those people who are designed to just destroy you and hurt you. That's where I get all my strength from. That's where I get all my faith and my courage from. Because I know what God has brought me through. I've been to hell. When I say I've been to hell, I've been to hell. So you have to be my, this is why I don't like to ask people for stuff. I don't like people to give me money. I don't like to people, I don't ask for anything. I'll give. I'm a giver. I'll give. But if I don't have, I don't have. If I don't get it from either my mother or my brother, I don't ask. Most people say, oh, you you won't ever catch me looking like I'm struggling. You won't ever catch me looking like I'm in need. Thank God I've been able to sustain and provide. And he's made a way for me several times where there was no way. However, I don't like to take stuff from people. Because people will give you things, but they will not have good, pure intentions behind it. People give you something and they start talking about you. People do something for you, they start talking about you. People uh, come to your house, oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? Oh, how you get this? Oh, and then they start looking around your house and then they get jealous and you can see that they're envious and they start asking you, what? That has happened to me before. People come to your house, people will come. That's why I said I don't have people in my house. If I go to your home, oh, you have a beautiful home, and I leave it at that. But when people start asking you questions, oh, where'd you get this from? Now, granted, it may be something like a curtain or, you know, oh, this is beautiful. Where did you, oh, Home Depot, or, oh, you got it in a warmer, oh, okay. Something simple. 
But you got people who want to walk up and down your house. They want to be in your bedroom. They want to be in your bathroom. They want to be looking at this. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, how much did you pay for this? They start pocket watching you. They start assessing shit in your house. Mm-mm. You will not. I, I work too hard for what I got. Ain't nobody give me shit for free. I work too hard for what I have. I work too hard for my home to be a place of comfort and a place of peace. I know what it is to move into an apartment and just be have the bare walls and sleep on the floor. I know what that is. So I appreciate everything that I have because I worked hard for it. Nobody ain't come and give me nothing. And anytime somebody did offer and give me something, they made me regret taking it. So that's why I don't bother. Because they showed their ass. They showed their true colors. They gave it with the expectation of getting something in return. I'm not that kind of person. So you can't eat from everybody. You can't take from everybody. And it's sad that you have to view things this way. But you may not know who secretly hates you. Who's secretly jealous of you. Who's secretly envious of you. And narcissistic people. Oh. They are jealous. Jealousy runs through their veins. Like the blood that flows. That jealousy. That envy. And that hate is so real. When I tell you. It was so bad that when I hugged my daughters, their aunt, you could see the jealousy and you could see the envy in her eyes and the disdain on her face because she will never understand or experience what love is. Something so simple, something so simple so my experiences and I have so much more. So experience with that coworker of mine who I will never speak to again. When I, when I tell you, when I say I never speak to somebody again, I mean it. And that's on everything. I have not. Listen, well, I changed my number anyway. And God, God knows. Never speak to her again. She was a snake. And I and I've got I was so mad because I did not follow my instinct. I never liked her from day one. Never. And that's one thing about me. If I feel some when I meet somebody and I don't like you instantly, I will stay away from you. I'm not one of those fake people, those phony people that will smile in your face and kiki and act like I like you and try to be around you. Mm-mm. That's never been me. I'll keep it respectful if we got mutual friends. Hey, how you doing? And I keep it moving. That's just how I am. Narcissists 
They are so fake. Everything about them is fake. That fake love, that fake smile, that fake laugh, everything about them is fake. And they would throw salt on you, in your food, in your house, on your name. I'm telling you, be mindful and be careful. Spiritual warfare is a real thing and you have to keep God first. Keep God in your heart. Keep God in your When I tell you, when your two eyes open up in the morning, the first thing you should be doing is thanking God. Before your eyes close at night, you should be thanking God. It's two seconds. I thank you, God. That's it. I tell you, I wake up every day with a heart filled with gratitude. Because you could see a person's face, but you cannot see their heart. Because if we saw the hearts of some of these people, we would realize that there's a lot of wicked, hateful people out there who only want to see you fall, to see you on your face, to see you down, to beat you down, to see you underneath their feet because they are jealous, they're envious, they hate you, and they don't like you. And you have done nothing to these people, but because that's who they are and because they can't help it, they'll go through some extremes. They will go through some extremes and will resort to witchcraft and voodoo and obia and santaria and all of the other terms to cast spells, to do all of these things, to manipulate your life, your energy, your path. But don't worry. You fall to your knees and you pray and you thank God and you let God handle them because, oh, there's going to come a time because what you don't pay for in this life, you will pay for in the next. And whatever you do in the dark will always come to the light. Trust me when I say It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But they will come to a point where they will have to account and answer for the things that they have done. The Lord said, vengeance is mine. Your focus is to remain on God at all times. Trust me, God is with you. He has your back. He knows all. He sees all. And even when I was a little girl, I always knew. Something in me always knew. If I just kept my spirit right, I didn't have to resort to all of those rituals for protection. Because I know who walks with me. I know who talks with me. I know who guides me. I know who protects me. I know who keeps me. I know who I belong to. And I don't ever take anything that he's given me 
or done for me for, for granted. I don't. I thank him every day. And this is why I, I do my podcast because I'm a walking, living testimony. I'm telling you, I've been to hell. I danced with the devil. I slept with the devil. I ate at the tables with devils. So trust me when I say, put God first in all that you do and trust and believe that he will protect you. Fear no man because if God is for you, who can be against you? And they know that. They know. They just want to keep doing what they're doing to see if you're going to crack. If you're going to waver. If you're going to falter. If you're going to turn your back on God. That's all. And their attacks against you will get stronger. They'll come harder. They'll come faster. But you just remain faithful. You keep your focus on God. He will never leave you or forsake you. Especially when you become obedient and you surrender to his will. Be careful who you eat from. Be careful who you take things from. And be mindful of who you allow in and out of your home. So, with that being said, wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.